Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in our review of Stanley's War. It's January of 1945. The weather is brutally cold, and our hero, the king, is writing many letters and anxious to receive mail and reporting on what he's enjoying, the goodies that are arriving from the States, including Martha's Candies and Ida May's homemade chocolate chip cookies. Because of the bitter cold and heavy snow, the King's work in January of 1945 was limited. He flew two missions, and in between time, those days of fighting that cold, he sat by the fire, played a lot of cards with his buddies, went to the movies, wrote letters, and imagined the good times that will be ahead when the war is over. In mid-month, Stanley celebrated his one-year anniversary of being a second lieutenant in the Air Corps in the Army of the United States. He seems to have some inkling that a promotion is in the offing, but beyond that, he doesn't say anything to his folks. And although January is slow and very cold, our hero is anticipating a busy February, and indeed it will be, and it begins with some very exciting news. As the Silver King's son, following his war over a decade to learn more about what he did and how he lived, included, of course, reading and reviewing hundreds and thousands of pages of reporting and official documents and his letters and photos and the archive that became the basis for the Silver King's War podcast series. Within this deep personal reservoir of resources, one of the proudest documents that I read about and have read over a number of times in these years is the paperwork that explained the Silver King's promotion from second to first lieutenant in early February of 1945. True to form, the Silver King's promotion is two pages on formatted line-by-line -line information, and it begins... 597th Bomber Squadron, 397th Bombardment Group, APO 140, U.S. Army, dated 4 February 1945. Subject, Promotion of Officer, 2, Commanding General, 9th Air Force, APO 696, U.S. Army. 1. Under the provisions of AR 605-12, as amended, it is recommended that the named officer be promoted as indicated. 
Item A, name, Stanley L. Silverfield. B, age, 21, Air Corps. C, second lieutenant, 15 January, 1944. D, promotion to first lieutenant. E, 19 September, 1944 to 4 February, 1945. Inclusive dates of overseas service in present grade. F. Officer does participate in actual combat. 2. Including time and a half for overseas service, this officer has held his present grade for 13 months and 28 days. He has clearly demonstrated his fitness for the responsibilities and duties of the position and grade for which he is recommended for a period of three months and 21 days by actual occupation of a position and performance of duties appropriate to that grade and corresponding to the duties of the position he is to occupy. 3. The relative rank of this officer has been considered, and to the best of my knowledge and belief, he is the best fitted officer available in this command for the grade and position for which promotion is recommended. 4. No position vacancies exist in the recommended grade after considering requisitions not acted upon and the promotion of all other officers previously recommended on whose recommendation final action has not been taken. Recommendation is submitted in accordance with AR 605-12, signed George B. Leverton, Captain Air Corps Commanding. From Headquarters, 397th Bombardment Group, APO 140, U.S. Army, to Commanding General, 9th Bombardment Division, APO 140, U.S. Army. Item 1. Approved. Item 2. No position vacancy exists in accordance with approved tables of organization or allotment for this unit, and the filling of such vacancy by promoting of this officer together with all previous recommendations and requisitions not acted upon will operate to exceed the number of position vacancies that are authorized to be filled by promotion. Recommendation is submitted in accordance with AR 605-12. Item 3. The 201 file of this officer does not contain any records or reclassification proceedings having been instituted in this case. It does not contain records of court-martial proceedings having been instituted in this case. Signed, Richard T. Coiner, Jr., Colonel, Air Corps, Commanding. Now, finally, in early February of 1945, the Silver King's paperwork completed its arduous journey for his promotion to First Lieutenant and Silver Bars in the United States Army Air Corps. Stanley and his 597th Bombardment Squadron 
had a very busy February of 1945. The Silver King flew six missions, and the entire unit flew 22. The 597th Bombardment Squadron and 397th Bombardment Group history for February of 1945 was reported from the Army Air Forces facility station at A-72 north of Paris on March 20, 1945. It reads, Subject, Historical Report of the 597th Bombardment Squadron for the month of February 1945. 2. Historical Section, 9th Bombardment Division, AP-0140, U.S. Army, through the 397th Bombardment Group. 1. Station A-72 near Peronne, France, continued to be the home base for the unit during the month of February. The flying of combat missions was, in the past, the most important activity. Following is a list of the missions and the pilots who flew with their crews. It will be noted that in many cases the results of bombing were undetermined due to the fact that in most cases the bombing was done through clouds. Weather played a large part in adding to the hazards normally encountered by combat crews during this period. The unit's 22 missions began on 1 February with the target of the Angers Railroad Bridge with an undetermined outcome. The crews were Whitmere and Anderson. The last mission was 28 February, with a target of the Mayan Railroad Bridge, and again an undetermined outcome. The crews were Johnson, Howard, Gardner, Gravett, Hurley, Crouch, Chambers, Brundage, Lloyd, and Emerson. The 597th Bomber Squadron flew double missions on 14 February and 23 February. The 14 February morning target was the Mayan Railroad Bridge, with an outcome undetermined. The crews were Karasinski, Oni, Chambers, Ellis, Laurie, and Crouch. The 14 February afternoon mission had a target of the Grenobridge Communications Center, with an undetermined outcome. And again, the crews were Frank, Hawthorne, Surface, Pashner, Oni, Festi, and Levan. The 23 February AM mission with the target of the Ellsdorf defended town was an undetermined outcome. The crews were Ellis, Gravatt, Hargraves, and Chambers. The 23 February afternoon mission was the Jackarath defended town, an undetermined outcome. And the crews were Berger, Laurie, Hurley, Overbay, Johnson, and Emerson. Item 2. The following men were missing in action or killed in action. 1st Lieutenant G.N. Braden, 2nd Lieutenant H.W. Eggert, 2nd Lieutenant G.M. Matthews, Technical Sergeant W.C. Wisecup, Staff Sergeant P.M. Lynn, Staff Sergeant C.J. Wilson, reported on 30 January 1945. 1st Lieutenant T.J. Karasinski, 1st Lieutenant S. Peraltnik, 2nd Lieutenant C.J. Folding, 
Flight Officer B.D. Kemp, Staff Sergeant D.H. Leopold, Staff Sergeant H.V. Roberts, Staff Sergeant O.R. Seaman, reported 15 February 1945. 1st Lieutenant J.N. Fomby, 2nd Lieutenant J.H. Festy, 2nd Lieutenant W.M. Tuner, Sergeant A.R. Hopp, Sergeant J.D. Lofton, Sergeant C.A. Luck, reported 27 February 1945. This last group was the Silver King's Festy's boys, the men he trained with in the States and crossed the ocean with and began flying with out of A-72 in November of 1944. The report continues. On 24 February, 1st Lieutenant V.S. Dottery and P.F.C. R.D. Klein and 1st Lieutenant H.S. Weekly were wounded in action. Item 3. Oak Leaf Clusters and Air Medals were awarded under General Orders Number 20, 9 February 1945 for the 9th Bomber Division. General Orders Number 25, 21 February 1945 for the 9th Bomber Division. General Order Number 24, 27 February 1945 for the 9th Bomber Division. Item 4. 30 enlisted men and 10 officers received promotions. Item 5. On 6 February, Lieutenant Colonel Frank Wood was transferred to Headquarters 397th Bombardment Group, assuming post of Deputy Commander. Major Raymond Berger assumed command of the squadron. Item 6. During the month, 15 officers, 2 flight officers, and 21 enlisted men departed. On 28 February, the total strength was 92 officers and flight officers and 346 enlisted men. Prepared by William A. McCarran, 1st Lieutenant Air Corps Assistant Intelligent Officer, APO 140, Station A-72. February was a heartbreaking month for our hero, the Silver King. His guys, Festy's boys, went out one day and didn't come home. To contrast that, they were MIA. And at approximately that same time during the month, our hero learned that he was promoted to first lieutenant to wear the silver bars. As faithful followers of the Silver King, you may remember that all of Festy's boys lived. They were captured and for a brief time were POWs. And the Silver King received letters from both Festy and Fomby, just as the war was ending. The Silver King's pilot, Jack H. Festy, was awarded a Prisoner of War Medal for his action during World War II as a member of the Army Air Forces. And this was a medal issued under general orders in the database of records for World War II prisoners of war that was created in 1942. Citation read, First Lieutenant Air Corps, Jack H. Festy, ASN 0-711-541, United States Army Air Forces, was captured by German forces after he was shot down on or about February 22, 1945, and was held as a prisoner of war until his return to U.S. military control 
at the end of hostilities in May 1945. Stanley loved his guys, missed them terribly, was quite heartbroken, really upset about what was going on. But of course, he couldn't share any of that until the war was over. When he learned that they were alive, he was thrilled. And as February 1945 concludes, we have reached the end of this episode of our review of Stanley's War. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.